Hello and welcome to Top, the Open Podcast Podcast. Your hosts, Matthias and Wolfgang, will guide you through the ecosystem and the tools and services which make podcasting work. And they'll talk about their open source platform for podcast analytics. Let's dive right in. We've been talking about open podcasts a lot, and some of you might be wondering, how can I try it myself? Have you ever wondered what it takes to set up all the components and just give it a try? This is the episode for you. We want to give you a detailed walkthrough of the entire installation process. But before you start, can you quickly summarize what we are doing with Open Podcast or how the Open Podcast Analytics platform can help you as a podcaster? Open Podcast is like Google Analytics for podcasters. If you have a podcast, you spend a lot of time thinking about your audience and how to improve your content. But there are very few tools out there that can help you do that. So how do you go from being a hobby producer with very little insight about your audience towards something that is a bit more professional and a bit more clean and polished and something that could help you grow? This is where Open Podcasts comes in. But even if you're a big agency and you have multiple podcasts, it can also help, of course, to collect all the statistics and do some analytics. At any stage of your podcast evolution, Open Podcasts can help you get more connected with your audience, find new ways on how to improve your content, maybe even how to monetize it, and just overall get a better insight into the history of your podcast, not losing information over time. And as we are an open source project and we don't have a cool cloud version that you can just try out because we provide this service for free, but no worries, we have a quick and simple method to set up your stack on your local machine or on your on-premise infrastructure, on your cloud infrastructure. And that's exactly the topic we want to talk about in this episode. Setting up an entire analytics platform can be daunting. So I wonder what is the most essential part of the entire stack that gives you an MVP, a minimum viable product? In my opinion, that is really a big advantage of our design because we have multiple modules and you don't need all of them. So it really depends what use case you want to cover. And the smallest setup that you could imagine is more or less just the database to store the data and the API, another container, to collect information, data, and store it in a database. That's really the that's really a very minimalistic setup. But usually you also want to do some analytics, see the data, do some queries, dig deeper. And for that, you need an analytics platform. We are using Metabase for that. It's also an additional container. But with those three containers, a database, an API to collect the data, and an additional container to do analytics, to see the data, to draw some graphs, you're already ready to do your first analytics. Suppose I just have the API. How does that help me? Don't I need any component that sends data? So if you use this simple setup and you have just this stack available, you can already use our feedback module to collect feedback from your listeners. We have discussed it in episode 16. You can listen to this episode to hear more about our feedback module that you can integrate in your show notes and get already some feedback back from your audience. But of course, we also have some other modules to import more data, more useful data, more data from Spotify and Apple, because that's very cumbersome to 
always lock into those platforms to have an overview of your listeners, how your episodes performed. And we simplify this process by importing data from Spotify and Apple to your central database. And then you can use again your analytics endpoint metabase in our setup to perform complicated queries and really dig deep into all this data from Spotify and Apple. But for this, of course, you need additional containers that we also provide. The Apple and Spotify containers you mentioned, they need to be configured once with a simple cron job syntax where you can define how often they run. Usually you run them once per day, for example, and then once it's set up, it will automatically be scheduled by cron to run and import the data. But for the Apple integration, that's a little bit more complicated. For all the people who don't know cron, you don't have to directly communicate with cron or do anything inside of this image of the container. It's just one parameter that you specify. It's a really simple syntax. You just say, for example, run the importer to import all the data from Spotify, for example, at 10 o'clock every day in the morning. So it's super simple. It's just some environment variables and you don't have to, to know how it's implemented. It's inside of the container. So that is our job. We are doing that for you. It's just a simple config variable that you have to define. Most users will want to set up the Spotify and Apple importers and the Spotify importer is a bit easier. You go to openpodcast.dev and go to the installation instructions and there you will find the instructions on how to get a Spotify session key, which is a key that only renews every year. So we don't know your password and this one is valid for one year to import data to the open podcast platform for one year. And then you have to renew it after one year. So how do I get this session key, Matthias? Do I have to know some technical details how to retrieve this? Sounds really complicated. No, not really. We wrote a browser extension that allows you to fetch that session key automatically. Now, the only thing you need to do is install this extension and then go through the steps. It will guide you through and it will fetch the session key for you from the Spotify for Podcasters dashboard. And then it's just a copy-paste to your config variable again, and everything runs out of the box. Now for Apple, the process is a little bit more intricate because they require two-factor authentication, which is a method to log in with more than one device. So I'm pretty sure you're aware of that. It's this annoying question, what was the code that was sent by SMS or you have to approve the login on your mobile phone or something like that. So it's a, it's a second way to prove that it's exactly you who wants to log in. And of course, if we want to automate that, that's super complicated because Apple doesn't provide an API, for example, that we can use. So we have to go through this two-factor authentication, which is a bit tricky, to be honest. So if you want to set up that for yourself, it's not just spinning up a, a server, a container or something like that, and it runs locally. It's definitely more work. We don't want to go into detail, just that you know what is needed. We are using, for example, Twilio to retrieve SMS, but you can also use any other service to do that. So you need a service or a solution to retrieve SMS and then send the two-factor code to an API that is somewhere available that you host. And with this information, you can then log into Apple. 
So it's definitely more work, but we have explained that also in our GitHub repositories. If you want to dig deeper, or you can also just contact us if you need more information about this step, but it's definitely more complicated and you can't just run it locally. That's that's not possible due to the Apple limitations. But we recommend if you just want to try it out to start, start with Spotify, that you can see how it works. It's super easy. You can just set it up. It runs also locally. You can import the data. And if you then see that it makes sense for you and the data is useful, you can still set up the Apple endpoint and invest the time to do so. Say you are convinced that you want to give it a shot. Where do you host it? You have two options. Either you go with a local on-premise setup. In general, everything is Docker-based or OCI officially. So the standard behind the whole container system. What does OCI stand for? It's Open Container Initiative. And Docker is even part of that. But in general, it's similar to Docker, but it's just more abstract. And this is a big advantage because you can run it everywhere else as well. So for example, Kubernetes or other container platforms, they usually all support that and you can just run it there. So you're quite flexible with our stack. You just need an OCI compatible container runtime. For a local setup, it's super easy. You can just run Docker Compose and you can use our stack that we already have defined. You can find that in our GitHub organization or you just go to the website openpodcast.dev and there the repository called stack is linked and there you find the, the basic setup that you can just spin up on your local machine using docker compose and that gives you all of the components we mentioned with a single docker compose up including the database and the data is persisted on your local machine for now which is something you might want to change in the future. But to just run a very small instance, it's more than enough. Now the alternative would be to go to the cloud and we made it so you can set up all of the components in the cloud and they talk to each other and they interoperate with each other. So you can use just a, a Docker compatible or OCI compatible platform like DigitalOcean where you can just spin up containers But of course, you can also use individual services, for example, a hosted MySQL, a hosted Metabase. That would also work. We also used PlanetScale, for example, in the early days. By the way, you can listen to episode 12 to get more details why we are no longer using PlanetScale and using MySQL directly. But in general, any MySQL-compatible hosted version service, MariaDB, MySQL, PlanetScale, whatever it is, would also work for open podcast stack of course and on top of that you can get a free 14-day trial account for metabase to visualize all the database data after that you can get a starter account which is pretty steep 85 dollars per month but on the plus side metabase is also open source so technically you could later on set up your own instance as a docker container of course any other visualization method would also work if You, for example, want to use Grafana, they also connect with MySQL and you can use that for visualization. It's up to you. Or Redash or Superset. We also did an episode just about this part, the analytics part. It's episode eight. You can listen to that one where we compare Superset, Redash, Grafana and other tools to do the analytics part. We made a lot of (laughs) in-depth episodes already. Now, furthermore, you need to schedule the schedulers, of course. And for that, if you don't want to host it yourself, just go with GitHub Actions. It's very easy. You just fork our repository, 
where we run our public schedulers, it's already linked inside of our open podcast organization under pipelines, search for that repo, and you just change the credentials and you just run your schedules like that. All of it is driven by GitHub Actions. It allows you to set the cron schedule and various settings, and it pretty much runs on itself by then. And we have used it for quite a while. It's very stable and it imports just the data from Apple and Spotify on a daily basis. In general, we recommend to start with just the Docker Compose on your local machine, because if you use cloud services, you have to understand how they communicate. You have to set up all the links between the services, the ports, the permissions. So you need a bit more in-depth knowledge about our stack to be able to set it up. So just use the local Docker Compose to start to try it out. That's just the easiest way to get it up and running. And if something feels off and you have a better way on how to set it up, then please let us know. We're always thankful for your feedback, especially in the early days. And have fun with the stack. Try out various things, try to break it as well. And maybe you can write your own scheduler later on and experiment with extending the setup. It's very much encouraged. And if you have any problems or questions regarding the setup, please let us know. You can contact us on Twitter, in our GitHub community, or just by email. We see you again next week with another episode from your friends from the Open Podcast Podcast. Have a great week. Bye. Ciao.